Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 86 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw, myself, Big Ron Partlow, and on today's show, the return of Jordan Peters. Said the return. That was it's like the third time. He's our only triple, right? Hasn't he been here three times? I think it was only once. Oh, he's only been once? I thought it was twice. Yeah. No, we had Hollingshead twice. We had a couple people twice. But so now we're getting to Jordan twice. twice. It was time. It was time. <coughs> I got him uh he's actually already ready to rock, dude. I I was organized for once in my life. I did things. Remember, the first time doesn't count because we we weren't good at things yet. Are we now? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I tell the ladies. <laughs> that one doesn't count. That's my First time doesn't count. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's just, uh, we'll bring him on so we don't keep him waiting. Absolutely. He's not, there he's, there he's, oh, good. Jordan Peters. There we are. I wouldn't miss that face anywhere. How you doing, buddy? Really well, thanks. Good to see you guys. I'm, I'm wearing my Dino's gym toque. I got to mention this. In honor of my good friend Dino, aren't your gyms open today in the UK? Gyms are open today in the UK, which yes. uh, I think everyone is pretty happy about. Yeah, no. So uh, congrats on on everyone in the UK. I'm sure you have a lot of clients and a lot of friends that are losing their minds. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a relief. I'm like I'm I'm coaching much less, but the, the clients that I do have have really struggled. It's it's been difficult, and I'm sure you guys can can understand that as well with the clients that you've had that it's been a really difficult time for a lot of people that rely on the gyms as an outlet and without that it's it's been yeah tough yeah yeah we all went through it at some ex- to some extent but we're happy to have you here man uh you got the mustache you're on like a a mustache kick now it's uh dusty and i got to ask you about that is it ex- extra powerful how does it feel I, I'm. I think it needs dying because for some reason it's a very light tash. So at some point I will die. I, I can't grow a beard. I can grow a me a pretty decent tash, but I I can't grow a beard at all. It grows in these strange patches. Do you find your front double looks more like Chris Bumstead now? That's what I'm asking. Did your waist go down immediately? <laughs> it's on the way down, so there must be a correlation. <laughs> So I'm already the, learning. We've only been on the show for three seconds. <laughs> the more bum fluff that you grow on your face, the tighter the waist. So. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, people freaked out. Uh, we put up a, just put up a graphic late last night because if we put it up too early, we get too many questions, right? And uh, I still got way too many questions. Okay. <laughs> it was only up for a few hours, and I still got way too many questions. But, you know, uh, you're such an uh, iconic do you do you do you think you're a cult figure in the sport? Would you would you um, call yourself mainstream or do you think you're still cult? Like how does it I, work? I, I have no idea. I'm just me. You guys know what I'm like. Um, <laughs> I just I love to train. I'm very honest and transparent, and so, for some reason people seem to enjoy that. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of category we can put that under, but. It is. It is just is what it is. You 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 definitely come across as a uh, 
you know, like there's there's some people where you think, oh, this guy is just like this in person. And then and then, of course, you know, you got a, a bunch of people like Dusty and myself and all the UK boys that confirm that. They're like, yeah, that's that's him. Because, you know, people say, like, what's JP really like? You're like, well, you follow his Instagram. <laughs> They're like, there yeah, I'm like, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, 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 there's really no no change. Um, yeah, I don't I don't hide anything. And I, I just. Yeah, I'm just me. Um, what you see is what you get. If you look back at, at a younger version of you, you know, like maybe teenage you or, or whatever, do you ever imagine yourself being so open and transparent with so many people? Like, just think of the numbers, you know? Um, I've, I've always been someone that's keen to share. Um, I, I don't know. It's quite hard to explain. Like, I've never been someone... I'm happy to share everything, even in regards to like my vulnerabilities and my emotions. Like I'm not afraid to to share any of those things. So, so I, I I just I find that the more you communicate, you can end up in a pretty good spot because of it. Um, and I've learned that I learned that from a really young age, um, and it's kind of served me fairly well throughout most of my adult life. Where, where do you think you get that from? Um, I had quite a strange upbringing in regards to the way that, like, my dad raised me as a, an only father. And, and he, he was an exceptional father. But uh, he just encouraged me to just go after everything that, that, that I kind of wanted um, and really pushed me. I, I said, but when Corinne and I talk about it, she jokes in the way that he, she says that, he managed to just really head fuck me to be able to just think, think that these ideas were my ideas, but really he was just pulling on the strings to get me to go in the right direction. And he did a really good job at it. Um, he was a good guy. Uh, very fortunate. And yeah, I think just from him, he was just a, just a, a great influence on me. The, uh, the power of, of social media and, you know, you've built yourself using, digital content and uh it, you know almost weaponized it <laughs> to uh to spread the gospel of of jp and uh you know when when you look at how you've done it is there anything you'd change if you look back on like say the last five years of social media and how you've handled yourself is there anything you you wish you wouldn't have done or would have done um that's a great question and the thing is is that None of my decisions in regards to kind of the way I, I do things are hugely calculated in advance. Like there is no kind of like, I, so, so basically now, now we're in a position where we own our own nutrition line on our own clothing brand. And none of that really, they were, they were like things that would have been really nice, but they were never things that were kind of like were calculated plans. So nothing that I do is is calculated in that sense because I just do things that feel right. So when you know that something feels right, if you reflect on it and you think, okay, I, I should have done that different, but in the moment you did what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So you can't really say that that was right or wrong because you just you just went with your gut instinct on things, and that's that's all I do. So. So no, really, I have no real regrets. Um, I didn't. I wouldn't 
change anything. I, I feel very fortunate to be in the position that we're in now. And I really feel like now we're starting to, to grow and, um, and business is really starting to take off and I'm really starting to enjoy that side of things and trying to like teach myself a lot of new things. Um, I'm stepping into, into the world, world of kind of supplements and clothing. And then it's, 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 it's good fun. It's, it's really enjoyable. That's, that's, uh, exactly where I, I had a bunch of questions that came in that asked, like one of them was worded is where do you see your brand going in the next 10 years? So this is right on track with that, yeah. you know, like, like, and then also people asking if you ha have any business, uh, mentors or people that you think have really helped you with business. There's a lot of business questions I got. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I couldn't tell you where the brand is going to go. Um, all I know is that it's going in one direction and that's forwards. And that's because that's the way I live my life. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am, I'm a very obsessive person, as you, as you guys know. Like, so progress is absolutely everything to me. So on any given day, I have to take a mini victory out of that day in some fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an absolute must for me. Otherwise, the day is a failure. And, and it's just, there's no excuse to end your day having not taken some kind of any success and that could literally be anything quite literally anything that could be for someone that's 400 pounds getting up and down off the sofa 10 times there you go that's a that's a victory there so we're, we've all got our own little mini victories that we can take so I, I'm, I'm looking to take those every single day um so where's the brand gonna go i couldn't tell you um i'll just keep taking those mini victories and where it ends up is where it ends up um, I, think, I think your mini victories are uh, are getting bigger on that scale because I, th I think it's funny just in the last year, I mean, we've known each other for a while, but I can wear this shirt in the U.S. now and people know what it is. Sure. Whereas so, a year ago, I would have got, what's that or are those your initials? You know what I mean? Like, it, and it's not because of the clothing line. It's because of the brand as a whole. It is It is very cool to see how many people know exactly what it is when I'm wearing them. So I'll obviously give an insight into one plan for next year, and that is to have our American Fulfillment Center established. And then our manufacturing of our supplement line will start in the U.S. Ship to our fulfillment center will fulfill orders throughout the U.S. And then our current international clothing manufacturer that we have really strong relationships with will then ship into the American Fulfillment Center, and then we'll be able to fulfill orders within the U.S. Because obviously our athlete rota is growing with american athletes because the guys that, and girls that that we relate to over there are, are the ones that I, I kind of i bond with and i want to work with and I, I want to be able to to grow that ethos on that side of the world but realistically to do that you do need to have a fulfillment center or a base in that country or at least on that continent because shipping prices are going to restrict you to an extent. But we're still quite fortunate that we've been able to grow thus far, but I know to really start to grow in the direction that I feel that we can, especially with the athletes that we have representing us, because for all of us, there's one common theme, and that's that we truly love to train. Right. And, and, and despite where you're at in terms of your own kind of physique or your kind of your goals or where you stand compared to other people, 
you can still have that love for training that is absolutely off the fucking chart. And, the, and you know if you have that. And then if you have that inside of you, we're potentially the brand for you. And, mm-hmm. and I believe that we can grow that. Um, and to the extent is yet to be seen because there's obviously a lot of hurdles along the way. And we're, I just keep trying to jump over those as we get there. But um, so far, I, I, I'm, I'm really proud and I'm really happy for it all. You, Ronnie, there. It's like paused out for a minute. Yep, yep. I'm here. <clears throat> Did I freeze so, up for a sec? Yeah, just for a brief sec. We're we're all good. So I have a million questions. I know you do too, Ron. Do you want to uh, attack some of those directly for a bit? Yeah. Um. So I want to know my question. <laughs> We're skipping everyone else. I want to <laughs> fuck everybody. Yeah, I got a lot of questions. But fuck them. Okay. Um, Where'd you get your plates made? What are those plates you're using? I, I, I see you went extra thin so you can fit wait, like wait. 50 on the hammer leg press. Yeah, they're the custom Kojo plates. So our, our new private training facility is called Kojo's. Obviously, Corinne and Jordan, I, there's no there's no way now with how fucking good Corinne is that I could possibly start a gym without her name being at the start of it. Because realistically now, you again, you guys know that she trains harder than I do. And She's a way better competitor than I am. So, <laughs> leaving her out of the name, I think she'd have fucking stabbed me. So, <laughs> and rightly so. So, uh, the, yeah, the Kojo Plates. There's a company in the UK called Pro Plates. And um, we obviously came to an arrangement that we would have some plates. And then if they provided the service that I expected and hoped they would, then I would promote those plates. And then they fulfilled their end in every way and then some. Um Great service, great communication, great plates. I have zero issues kind of promoting them. I feel really good about promoting them. So how, how, how uh, so, you know, obviously there's no handles on them. There's no lip on oh, them or anything. Oh, to get off the floor if they lay down oh, flat. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're having a scrap with those. That's the first thing I thought. I thought yeah. some motherfucker is going to leave one flat on the ground. I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, but, yeah. God. Like I tried to pick one up the other day and I tried for a good 30 seconds and I was like bent over for that whole time. And after 30 seconds down, I was like, fuck this. And I just went across the gym and just got one else from somewhere else. I just left it there. And then that, that finished, will be there permanently. Yeah, oh yeah, it will. But what happened is in like a week, it'll get moved and there'll just be a dust imprint of where the plate was. <laughs> they, they look awesome. They look badass. It, it was funny because my first sort of like realization of what you did was when I saw a, a clip of you on the hammer leg press. Yes. And I was like, and you were just, you know, you're fucking flip the switch, man. Like you're in the, you're, yeah. you're going. And I'm like, how many plates are on there? Cause it only looked like five or six, you know, especially if they're the fat rubber ones. It's like five sure. plates. Right. And I was like, where does he, I'm looking for bands. I'm thinking you must have a million bands on it. You know, like just banded the fuck yeah. up. And then I realized I'm like, oh, fuck, he's got all these tiny little plates. And at first I thought you had like those thin of like, you know, the Ivanko powerlifting ones, oh. you know. But then I realized they were even thinner than that and and totally so, custom. They look because, awesome. Because I, I was a bit shit loading the plate, the, the hammer strength up that day. Um, the, the goal is to act because we got black and silver plates. So the goal was to stagger them so then you could clearly count how many plates were on there. Oh, they're made, yeah, for Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah, I thought that, uh, oh, wow. I mean, we, we're all into producing content, so we have to think about these things, right? For sure. 
Um, but whilst we're on the topic of plates, do you guys happen to own any of the rogue eat dish plates? No, I don't. Or all the kabuki ones. Those no. Oh, those are some nice, nice plates. The rogue ones, especially. There's a there's a funny video of Brian Shaw unboxing his on his YouTube. He's like a 400 pound kid that just can't wait to get these things out of the box. Right. And, um, since I saw that, I'm I'm pr- pretty pretty excited to get myself some. So I've uh, but they're sold out everywhere. Yeah. So I've had to to get to go hunting for like who do I know that has anything to do with rogue. Just to try to see if I can get my hands on some. We were on a waiting list to buy an Echo bike for like six months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy, crazy. You know, COVID equipment uh, shortages. Oh, no. So we're once uh, once those plates become available, you'll see some deadlift videos on those plates because they uh, they look very smart. Yeah. So what? How's the the setup of the gym? How, like, are you really? Are you super super? done or are you thinking there's oh, 10 no. things i want there's three things that we got to switch out like you know oh, what I mean? every time i step in there we end up moving kit around yep. um but we still have our prime delivery this week and we have 16 pieces of prime kit coming um so once we get those in i'll then kind of know where we're at and if we've got any more room for me to then get some of the atlantis pieces that i'm after Right. Um, uh, what size is the gym? Uh, it's it's 3,000 square foot. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's not a gym that's going to be open to the public. It's literally just for me and Corin. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's why I was asking, because we, we're running into the same issue at, at my spot now where it's removing pieces and adding pieces. Like, okay, I need this. Okay, what's going to go? What are we getting rid of? <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I thought yesterday, as she said it to Corin, I was like, we should have got 4,000 square foot. Like just just a little bit more room would have been because like we were like measuring up for the astroturf right and then I'm like this isn't quite where like how I want it to be and I'm like so frustrated um but we make it work obviously but uh, it's by the time we're eventually finished it's it's gonna look pretty smart in there I'm, yeah I want a virtual yeah. tour. Oh, I yeah, don't def- I want to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're, I'm. You can I'm, have I'm your virtual a, tour. I want a deadlift there. I'm thinking as a Canadian. <laughs> well, when when you boys are over for if the world ever returns to normal again, we're we're only like 40 minutes away from Birmingham. So ah, oh. when you're in for body power, it's it'll be a trip that might be worth it. So oh hell yeah! Wow. And to be honest, you guys could just stay here with us if you want for the body power weekend. I was, gonna, I was gonna say my, my plan is just to get on an airplane whether there's body power or not. I'm like fuck this, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go see you. I gotta go see you guys and 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 you know everyone's losing their mind. How much we were used to traveling and I then know. dialed back to zero has been really weird. Yeah. You know, like once a month I was getting on a plane all year long. You know, just crazy. It has what, been awesome. Yeah, yeah. What what uh, what seeing if you had to pick a single thing that you know bodybuilding related yeah that you missed the most this year what what event would it be or what thing would it be or what show would it be um it's hard to say well obviously i i, I imagine that you guys have been to vegas a lot for the olympia mm-hmm. so then that not being in Vegas, I, I can imagine for those that are used to frequenting it, would be pretty odd. 
Um, like I myself, I'm a bit of a hermit. So for me, not much has changed. So like, I didn't really miss anything myself. He's like, I don't like people. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't like people because I do, but I just like people when I choose to like them. <laughs> right, 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 right. That sounds so familiar. <laughs> no, I'm ready now. Very understood. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Yeah. Exactly. You guys understand. So I, I can sometimes be a bit of a recluse because of that. How, how exhausting uh, is body power for you usually? Last year was tiring, but I was running off of just pure adrenaline and emotion last year because we had people that had traveled from different countries to come and see us. Mm-hmm. And it, it blew my mind. It really did. We had a young girl called Belinda that traveled all the way from Sweden to see us that had a really, really bad eating disorder. And she she came and gave me a hug. And as soon as she put her hands around me, she burst into tears crying. And she started to tell us about her story. And it was things like that. I was like, holy shit. Like, so then I, I was just kind of buzzing all year last year. So mm-hmm. I was exhausted after it. Um, absolutely exhausted. But um, well, it wasn't even last year. It was, it was, no, it was 2019. Yeah. yeah. 2019 body power. But, but 2020 is, is just like a write-off. It's yeah. Just like, Exactly. Oh, it's like, did that year even happen? Did did I age a year that year? Do I have to add that year onto my birthday? Like, <laughs> I think I aged all. way. I, I aged way more than a year. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, body power is a fun one, and so I'm looking forward to it being back going again next year. Well, I remember the 2019 body power because your booth was right next to ours. So I was, was like, yeah. I was like hanging out at your booth for a while, and uh, I remember like. You know, when you're at a booth for the whole expo, you hear certain names like people are like, oh, hey, you know, I came to see you guys and Jay Cutler. Right. Or I came to see you guys and and they'll name a few people. JP is like was just everyone's like, oh, yeah, I just got to go see JP and then I can leave. Like there's a ton of people. I remember like hearing that from a lot of people. There was without. You know what? Like I. Any way I sound, say this, it might sound egotistical, and I don't mean it sound like that in any way, shape, or form. But, like, there was a queue for our booth for, like, nonstop six yep. hours. And, like, Corinne had to, like, stop the queue at one point just so I could quickly eat a meal in 30 seconds um, and stuff like that. So it was it was a crazy, crazy weekend for us all. And when I say that, they weren't just coming to me to see me at the booth. Like, James was on there with us, and so was um, Jamie, so was Kuba. So we, we had a lot of the British guys there. Um, so it was it was a busy booth. Isn't it a trip, though, the first time? I remember the uh, – because I went for years as a sponsored athlete where you're just kind of there, and people would take a picture, had no idea who you were, and then you remember that year when, oh, shit, these people are actually here to see me, like – what the fuck? I remember the first year with iForce that that happened. I came into the booth because they let me come late. I put my stuff down on my back to where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And the owner goes, uh, you got some people. So I went to turn thinking like three. And there was a line. And I was immediately confused. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who do you think is here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that had to be a trip to have a line like that all the time. Because, I mean, you know, what, two or three years ago, you guys were – 
essentially local. Yeah, it's um, it's it's nice. I'm really pleased that we're able to have a positive influence on people's training in that way. That they draw energy, uh, motivation, or, or whatever it is, and that, that it's 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 a positive thing. So it's a really really nice thing. When I reflect on it, um, I feel very grateful that we're in this position. How how uh, crazy is it? You know, like if someone would have went back years ago and told me, oh, you know, someday people are going to be telling you that, you know, you got them into training, you helped them put muscle on, you helped them get stronger, you helped them compete. I would have believed that. I thought, oh, that's cool. But like you said, that girl came to you, girl, first of all, right? So that's already like from your whole life as like that's crazy, insane bodybuilder. You just never, how many, you know, young girls from Sweden did you expect to influence? And then she wasn't even talking to you about, you know, being a champion bodybuilder or uh, any, she was talking about an eating disorder. So how, how crazy is that, that you're, you know, what you are, the influence from that can leak into something as far away as that, if you know what I mean. It, that, that hit us on the drive on the way home, um, where Corinne and I were discussing that we would never in a million years have realized that we could have been able to get someone out of a spot where they were nearly dead just to be able to eat and get stronger and motivate them to get their life back on track just just to be able to live mm-hmm. let alone be able to think about aspirations in regards to competing it was um it was a real revelation for us and one that we took really seriously in honesty one that we were like Okay, so we're actually in a position of responsibility here, right? Um, because if we're able to have that influence, then you need to you need to own it. Um, and, and it, it was it was a, a, an interesting conversation that Karen and I had, and one that we yeah we took we took on board, and we thought okay, it's fantastic, but it's, it's certainly something that we've got to make sure that we're we're able to I suppose live up to in a sense, and, mm-hmm. and that we really be there to help support people when they need it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, Dusty and I have talked about similar stories, you know, hearing hearing from people and just being just blown away that that even has anything to do with me. Yep. You know? It's crazy. So what what about uh, what about the actual, you know, I mean, the news with you now, obviously, your latest thing, we knew we were going to get to it. But uh, this personal shift that you've... Uh, talked about you know we just want to kind of let you talk about this in your own words and and hear it from you you know i i went through my retirement and realizing that you know it was time to not do what i was doing anymore and uh so i i know i think i probably have a lot in common with you know some of your decisions but you know let's just uh, hear it from the man so like uh, again you guys know the extent to which i've pushed my drugs like i'm open with it like i I can guarantee that I am one of those guys out there that's pushing a lot harder than most because I have that obsessive mindset, that Mm. that obsessive progressive mindset. And I know that unless I took a real control of my situation, that in 10 years time, I would die without doubt. I would die. I would have killed. It would have been at the end of me. There's, there's absolutely no way it could could go any other way. Someone that's 
barely five foot six that sits most of the time at least 285 up to 300 pounds mm-hmm. whilst pushing drugs hard year round with short four to six week cruises just to kind of get their blood work back in line just to pretend to themselves that they're healthy right oh yeah my bloods are good now yeah of course they are because you've just taken six weeks off so your bloods are acceptable what about the rest of the time when they're fucked mm-hmm. and then you're just so like because i do have these goals in regards to business and and i do see myself now in a position of responsibility like we just discussed i felt like it would just it's just not smart for me to carry on the way I was when the rewards on that investment are not worth it. Mm-hmm. They really are not worth it because I'm not a champion on stage bodybuilder. No problem. I, no, it's no problem to me. I did everything that I could do to, to, and because I pushed so hard, I created a physique that is never going to be one that looks great on stage. You can't put 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag. It doesn't look great. It looks freaky as fuck, but it doesn't (laughs) look great. And that's fine. If it's a most muscular and rear double bicep competition, fuck yeah, I'm going to win. But sadly, there's a few more other poses and you've got to do the whole walking on and off and yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the breakdown there. I love the breakdown. You know, I, I, I smoked the poses, but that walking on and off thing that just Fuck yeah, I take one step under that curtain, and guess what's the first thing that steps onto the stage? It's my gut. He's not winning. <laughs> so, like, yeah. no, no matter how big I get this tash, yeah. it's yeah, never like coming up Armstead waist. <laughs> so, with all of that in mind. It's like, okay, now is the time to really take a step back on things and challenge myself to see how I can look on the drugs that I've allocated myself, allocated to myself. So in my log, I call it TRT plus because at the moment I'm just taking 250 tests. By the way, you have to brand that TRT. Oh, I know. I have to kind of go into this a little bit because one cocksucker has already put out saying, it's not TRT and going into all this stuff about it and then laying into me some more. It's like, dude, I've just lowered my drugs from three and a half grams to 250 milligrams. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> like, what do you want me to add? Just, just, ugh. anyways. So I, I was like, TRT plus, because technically 250 isn't TRT, like more like 150 to 200 is. Right. So I've got TRT plus a little bit more just for some extra funness. And, and we're going to see what happens. Like in two weeks, I'm already down 11 pounds. Like, because I lowered my growth from 15 IUs a day to four. And I'm moving. I was barely moving before because in my head, I was like, if I move, I'm not going to be strong. So I was pretty sedentary on a daily basis, just working on the computer. For the last two weeks, my steps have been over 10,000 a day. And already I feel fucking awesome. Like the weight is dropping off me really quickly. I feel really good. I feel really fit. My strength, yeah, my peak strength will diminish, but I'll rather still do things that I'm fairly sure will be half decent in the higher rep range mm-hmm. because I've never, oh, been, yeah. I've never been fit enough to be able to do that before. So like once my legs are used to the steps that I'm doing, 
I'll then be starting my HIT cardio. And I'll be doing HIT really fucking hard three times a week until I'm fit enough to do a five plate stiff leg for 20 reps. That's one of my goals. I want to stiff leg five plates for 20 reps mm-hmm. because that's, that's, that's you've got to have a serious gas tank to be able to do that. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to have to put in some serious work on the, on the, um, on the bike sprints to build that fitness to do it. And yeah. I'll be able to do that on 250 tests. So I've set myself mini goals like that. Um, and that's the long and short of it. Nothing's going to change in regards to the way I eat, the way I attack my training. Just instead of sitting all year at 285, 290, I'm probably going to be 240. And I'm just going to feel really damn good. But the thing is, 240 at five foot six, lean, still probably going to look okay. Like, oh, look, you look goddamn good in a sleeveless shirt. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and genuinely already, that 11 pounds of shit that's come off me, my waist has literally come in two inches already because yeah. you guys know when you're taking 15 units of growth a day, the water from that is it's all in your gut. Right. And then when you're taking grams and grams and grams of drugs, again, the water from that is all it is all in my gut anyway. So obviously I've still got a good few weeks of the long esters floating around, but I foresee in another two or three weeks being another 10 pounds down again with the way that I'm moving Mm-hmm. And, the, and the once I start start doing my have, my, my intensity cardio, have you changed your diet at all? Are you like you know tightening your calories up a little bit to kind of match? Right now, I'm not no because I I want the weight to come off. Um, because Ron, in honesty, it's been it's the last few years of my life. I felt like I've been chained to the chair because moving around at that weight has been so difficult that I'm just I'm just done with it. Like, I just want to feel good on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to go on kind of long walks. I want to be able to enjoy those things. It's just, I've just shifted the goalposts slightly in regards to my fitness and physique goals. Mm-hmm. Do, you, um, do you remember, and, oh, sorry, Dre, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's cool. I, I was had, just going to say, just to achieve that, I know that I don't need that those high levels of drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, like... I don't, I've actually never talked about this, but I want to hear you talk about it. Do you remember like the first time you maybe got like a little scared about being so heavy? Because I remember being like 325, a whole bunch of off seasons. And then I remember one year I was like, fuck, like statistically, yeah. like statistically, this isn't good. Yeah, there was there was a time I was, I was 308 pounds and... I was so heavy that even with my CPAP mask on, just laying on my back awake, I couldn't breathe. And that's whilst with my mask on. I was so scared to fall asleep because I thought I was going to die in my sleep. Yeah. As someone that's five foot six, you should not be 308 pounds. It's <laughs> yeah, fucking that's... stupid. Uh, but this is like... Like, I, I have problems for sure. I, I, I'm the first to admit it. I, I'm, my, my obsessive nature is dangerous. I know that. Like I've said it in the past, if I wasn't addicted to this, I'd probably be addicted to some other kind of drug. Right. It's just, it's just the way I am. And, and now that's being channeled into business. And now my obsessive brain is taking over with that kind of thing. And that's why we're, we're kind of growing at the rate we are, because I, I, I just fixate on something and I just go to work on it and go to work on it and go to work on it. Um, 
And then that's also one of the reasons why I suppose I was never never able to really bring my look to the stage because I was so fixated on creating this insane level of muscle mass and strength that then when I felt I start to slip away during the dog ends of diet, it felt so counterproductive to what I'd fixated on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I couldn't break away from that. Like it's, it, it, would, it, would have, it would have been really cool if I was able to then fixate on getting peeled and then letting go. But because I am so obsessive, I was so, so like, okay, I need to be the fucking biggest thing you've ever seen at this height. Right. It was, it was very difficult to break out of that, um, that mindset to then really get fucking peeled. So, again, another reason why I was always kind of like six to seven pounds off of actually being legit. Because I just just couldn't couldn't break away. I couldn't go through those training sessions where I was weak. Because then to me that was a failure. There was no mini victory that day. Right. And when I start right. to string along those days where I'm like, damn, I'm failing here. I'm failing. I'd step in the gym. I'd miss sets, and I I lose my shit in the training sessions where I'm talking like I'm throwing plates across the room. Like I'm talking full on. Fucking Corinne, Corinne stepping out of the room because she's scared. Not scared of me, but just scared of getting hit by a bar or a plate. Like, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that video you sent me where you uh, the the plates shook when we were doing the uh, the four hundred five dead stop rows, and yeah. they, they were coming off on him, so we had to stop. And he steps up, and I hear him start to scream. And Corinne, oh, yeah. she she cuts the video. I'm like, no. <laughs> you don't want to see what comes next. You just don't, because I'll stand there and just go, motherfucking, and just go off on one. And like I, the, the Smith machine was right next to the the, the platform. I remember one time, literally turning around and trying to flip over the Smith machine. <laughs> trying to flip the Smith machine over because I'm just like raging. I'm like, I can fucking, I can lift this thing. <laughs> so. yeah, it was classic. I could tell she knew because as soon as you stood up, it went off. She was like, oh, fuck that. We're not, we're not taping that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Corinne knows. She's so used to it. So, so, so used to it. She, she, she will sense when it's coming and, um, and, and, and manage the situation pretty perfectly. She calms me down very quickly. I was, I was laughing because I saw the plates moving, and while I'm watching, he's at like 16, Ronnie. We were trying to get to 20, but yeah. they were getting too close. I'm like, that plate's going to fall off before he could finish this fucking – because he had to set, and the whole sh- weight yeah. would shift. So we had to yeah. readjust every time. I'm like, oh, he's getting pissed. He's getting pissed. Then he fucking went off the road. <laughs> because like, for, like, for days leading up to it, I'll be talking about that set. That's the problem. Yep. I'm like, fucking got to get 20. Fucking got to get it. For days and days, I won't sharp about doing it. And then in that moment, I'm like, okay, this is everything. Like, this is like life or death. This is my world in this moment. So then if something kind of like fucks with that, then <laughs> yeah. That's you, that, it's funny because Ron talked about that last week, and I've been trying to – I've been using that uh, with clients is the obsession. You know, most people when they go to the gym, they're like, oh, I got chest today. And like mm-hmm. the obsessives – when you get done with chest today, you're like, all right, next week I got to do this. And you have seven yeah. days to obsess yeah. over what you're going to do on that movement that day next week. And when you tell that to even most bodybuilders are like, what? Yeah, they, they weren't think understand. about that the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Like yesterday when we finished pulls at the beginning, um, the moment I stepped off the platform, 
I literally was like already talking about the numbers that I want to hit in the next session. <laughs> um, literally, before we even go on to the next exercise, I'm like, right, next session, that's what I got to hit. Um, so. I fucking love it. Can't get enough of that. I, I had Dante actually uh, message me, so I, so I have to make sure his his question slash comment gets added into this situation. He said, I can't help but laugh that you think you're going to be shrinking so quickly. He, he, he and I have a, a, a long going bet because I told him when I was done, I was like, yeah, I'd like to get down to like 230 within a couple months. Yeah. And he was like, you'll be lucky to be 260 in a couple of months. So I literally have got a little quiet wager with him. I'm like, look, I'll bet you 500 bucks <laughs> I can get down. <laughs> but what I think the point is, is people don't realize, and the reason I wanted to bring it up truthfully was, when you've carried the kind of mass you have, the only reason your goals of coming down are possible is because they have become the obsession. It yeah. wouldn't happen on accident. Yeah. And I think that's what throws people off. And it's funny that you and I are doing this almost at the same time in the opposite directions. Like, I've been telling people, well, yeah, well, for the last two years, I haven't been pushing to grow. I just train. And they don't realize, I'm like, yeah, I'm eating three or four times a day. It's not because I'm genetically gifted. I've been this heavy for so long. This yeah. is normal. Like, you're talking about being uncomfortable. I feel like a ninja at 290. Like, I'm just walking around like it's nothing. Whereas where getting to where you are, it's like I'm, I'm dreading slash looking forward to, oh, fuck, my shoes are way down there. I got to put them on. It <laughs> is fun. That's when <laughs> flip-flops become life. Because, yeah, another t-shirt flip-flops become life because i'm like fuck putting them on flip-flops they'll do year round snow whatever flip-flops don't give a fuck did, did you ever did you ever see like i assumed you got tagged in it but someone sent me a photo once of a gym they trained at and it had the gym rules and it said um must wear proper shoes no sandals or flip-flops and then one of the members wrote except jp <laughs> I didn't see it. I don't know. Yeah, they like wrote with black marker on cool. the sign, like except JP. Yeah. You know, Most of the just time, funny. I'll, I'll get. I, uh, if I go to a gym that I don't know, I will have trainers in my bag, obviously out of respect. But I will try <laughs> if I can to be in there in flip flops, and then I will only put them on if I'm forced to. By the there's a meme there. Somewhere. If they ask me to leave, I'll be like, okay, I'll put my shoes on. <laughs> You're, you're, there's a there's a meme of you coming out of the change room with your flip flops on, you know, with your eyes sideways. Like, <laughs> That's freaking classic. You don't see me. <laughs> um, I got a, a good question here about the early days. Yeah. What was the first thing like when you look at the important elements of bodybuilding? Sure. What was the thing that you you found easiest to nail right off the bat? What came the most natural? like intensity or form or understanding mechanics or food training, training intensity, training intensity. From, yeah. From, from, from day one. Um, so I, I was first start, first taught to lift weights, um, at a weightlifting center, a national weightlifting center when I was 12 years old. Um, and all we were doing was, was, was cleans and snatches and then pulls from the floor. So, and, and when I was in that, that center, um, Everyone in there was a really high-level lifter, and I used to watch them as a 12-year-old and them really get into their groove before a, before a big rep, um, and that became the normal for me to emulate that from a really young age to the point where then, like when I was 15, 16, I was pretty damn good at it, um, and then was really – and then obviously as you go deeper through life, you then have more things that you can – 
pull upon to kind of tug at those strings in your head that kind of take you to that spot that you need to be to be able to train even harder. So as the years have passed, I've managed to get myself when I want to into just darker and darker places to just to just keep taking things there. Um, so yeah, training intensity has always come very, very easily. What would you say would be the last thing that clicked for you? The last um, major element? Yeah. I suppose understanding the difference between moving weight and contracting muscles mm-hmm. um, would be would have been right. I didn't really kind of click with that until like 2017. But then that's when I kind of jumped forward again and filled in some gaps on my muscularity that just were, were there because there were certain things that – so when, when we lift weights and we just move weights – the things that are favorable to move those weights will do and then they'll hypertrophy because something's got to move the weights. And then when we aren't really focusing on specifically moving a weight with something in particular, that's never really going to hypertrophy to the same extent until we kind of master that. So it wasn't until 2017 that I then started to get better at that um, to then fill in some of those gaps. That's interesting because, you know, like you said, Something's got to move the weight. So even if you're not thinking squeeze and feel and activate and all those fun words that people use now, the bottom line is something's moving that weight. And that's that's why you put on, what did you say, the first, what, 80 pounds were from just training? Yeah. You just getting crazy fucking dense. You you just got to get strong. Right. Like as long as you've got some kind of eccentric control of the muscle just get strong as hell across all rep ranges and, and you're going to explode. But then, yeah, you're going to be left with some gaps and then it's just knowing about what you need to do to fill those gaps in. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. I think you nailed something that's important there where you said uh, strong across all rep ranges. That's an issue I run into. We all do every day where I'll use, I hate the word heavy because they'll say, should I train heavy or in the 12 to 15 range? And I'm like, that's still heavy. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be as heavy as you can do for 12 to 15. Yeah. You know, and I think that that gets missed because yeah. I'll have guys say, how do I, how do I get past? I'm, I'm getting X amount of reps or weight for three reps. I'm like, well, what can you pretend? What can so, you do for 15? You know what I mean? Yeah. So there are, there are certain things that over the years, because I know the way people will hear things that they want to hear. they are caveats that I will add to sentences regardless so when I say get strong, I will always say the, the phrase across all rep ranges after it. I will say it every single time just because I know that these people have selective fucking hearing. So right. when they when they hear me say get strong, they're thinking, oh, do I just do doubles and trebles? So right. and, until you specify to ensure that they understand that we've got to get strong at everything, 
they're then going to just misconstrue what you say and then they're going to misapply it. Well, I think I, if you if you do it correctly, it's funny because I you know when you and I uh, worked together last year or two years ago, I guess now, my pressing was always weak. Uh, still is compared to the rest of me. But you know what was funny was I had never explored the lower rep ranges. Oh yeah, so you, as you soon were. as you put me in those ranges, then all of a sudden my other lifts went up, and I'm like, oh fuck. Even someone my, is, is where I'm at. The reason I wasn't strong is I wasn't training all the rep ranges. All of a sudden, my other lifts started to increase because I was never doing a six rep set. That was what? <laughs> yeah, for me, so I use the phrase touching new weights. Um, and and it's just the idea of load exposure. So even if that's just for doubles, trebles, fours, if all of a sudden you start to put really, really, really heavy weights in your hands – all of a sudden, your sixes and your eights feel light. Right. And they'll start to jump forward quickly. But the, the, the huge issue with that is then the propensity for injury. Right. And, it, and, and, and I never program doubles or trebles into anyone's programming because of that. And then mm -hmm. even with myself, they aren't pre-planned doubles right. or trebles. So when you see those videos that go up of me sometimes doing doubles and trebles, they were days where I was like, okay, it was probably going to be a six, but I feel fucking good today. So because I feel good, I'm taking a treble, I'm touching new weights, I'm creating that load exposure, and then I'm going to come back in next time, and all of a sudden my six is like 20 kilos lighter, right. and it's going to fly. Would you, so would, you say, would you say it's a good idea to not – like if you're doing doubles and triples, are you training to failure or are you you dialing back just a bit just to have load exposure? It, it, it depends. Um, that's a great question, actually. Uh, and I think the answer lies in, as to whether you can safely fail mm -hmm. at that lift percentage. And most people cannot. Most people will start to break down in form in some manner or another if they're not used to that kind of level of load exposure. For me, mm -hmm. I can do it to failure on most things. There are some things now that I can't since I've like hurt myself. And like last year I tore my quad shooting for a four rep banded leg press. Mm -hmm. I literally had everything on there. I had all the bands and the bottom of the leg press just heard it rip open. And since I did that, there is a, Every set that I've done back on the leg press now has been 20 reppers, and I'm not going below 20s. Um, I will never, honestly, I, I'm too shit scared of that happening again. So it really depends on the exercise and the individual um, as to whether you can take that shit to failure. Well, I think you find out too during the movement, especially when you're trying new movements with that. When I did that uh, paused uh, RDL that you posted up there. Uh, <clears throat> I quickly, it was because I am in touch, I knew I could have pulled one more rep, but at the bottom of the stretch, I could just feel, okay, this doesn't feel exactly like the last one did, so yeah. I'm going to bail. Like, you know, oh. something has shifted. I don't even know what it was, but it's not the same. I'm just going to call it a day, you know? When you spend time in the pauses under load, the damage that you can put on a muscle is absolutely fucking huge. Like the mechanical structural damage that, yeah. that you cause – from those, those pause RDLs uh, are, are crazy. And then the only way that we managed to, to top those is doing the double pauses, pause off the floor, come back <laughs> up, lower down, pause, 
I was like, Jesus Christ, these are hard. <laughs> yeah, those are Ron, – Ron, I did those. It's funny because I watched his video on the pauses. So I was like, all right. And I went down to the pause, and I literally in my head, I went one, two, up. So yeah. I was, I thought I had a rhythm, you know. Then I watched the video back, and it looked like one, up. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, I held that longer than that. You, you've <laughs> got to spend an age down there for it to actually look like a pause. It's, it's yeah, quite I mean, it was odd. a full pause, but it was literally half of what yeah. I thought it was. I'm like – yeah. Is that fucking real? Like, I literally felt like I was hanging out there for a second. Time, yeah. time stands still at the bottom of a stiff leg deadlift. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you soon get used to it. You soon get used to it. You just take that deep breath at the top of the rep of like, okay, I'm hanging in here. <laughs> exactly. That's where you need it is at the top there. Yeah, those things are freaking I, – I love that, though. This is what he does. He finds a movement that's already hell. Then he goes, wait a minute. If we had a pause, it's worse. But wait, if we were to pause twice – <laughs> I, I guarantee you every time he says out loud i have an idea everyone else in the gym goes oh fuck <laughs> well, uh, the person in the gym is corin yeah and thankfully she's fucking nuts so yeah, she, she might be like, sicker than yeah, you so, <laughs> so t i i gotta ask about corin tell us when did you guys like realize that you were both crazy like in the same way like, was it was it after week. did you get together did, like were you guys together and you realized like we're both like or 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 were you already like that and you, that's what brought no, you together she was she was really like totally normal when i first met corinne she'd never even stepped foot in a gym before when i met her she was normal yeah she'd never even stepped foot in a gym um and then all of a sudden she, she's very competitive right so um, that there she was yeah yeah, and then she saw me like competing at shows, and then, and then I know that just one day in her head she thought I can beat these bitches. <laughs> that's that's literally what the because Corinne Corinne is very kind of quiet and she would never say something like, like that out loud. But I know that in the back of her head that's what she's thinking. She's like I can fucking smoke everyone here. Well, she was so talking she about everyone on the planet, not just the women. <laughs> Because, you know, you know, one time I did the math. What was it? Fuck. I can't remember what lift it was, but I did the math on her weight and her lift versus mine. And I'm like, she is kicking the shit out of me. Like, it's not even close. I was like, well, I hope no one else does this math because that was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a, she's an interesting one. Um, we're really excited for the season for her this year because obviously last year she did get on stage. You guys probably would have seen oh. the stage. The conditioning was unbelievable, just ridiculous. But she got told that she then wasn't women's physique, rightly so, because that on the day I don't know what that was, but it definitely wasn't women's physique that she looked like. So she's moved up to bodybuilding. She pushed up forty pounds from her stage weight to her peak off-season weight. Mm -hmm. um, looks like she's probably got about ten pounds new muscle from that forty-pound push. And now she's just started coming down and she's ready to beat her conditioning from last year with a few more pounds of extra tissue. She's ready to sack off a few pounds of muscle to try to, to beat that level of conditioning. Mm -hmm. So I think that we're ready to see something that is going to be interesting this year. I don't At think most people can even understand what that is, though. I mean, truthfully, even if you share it, because my, my very, very best conditioning was 2011. And I remember... Like I've told the story a million times, Aceto would tell me you're only allowed to think an hour ahead because when you're that conditioned, the idea of taking on your entire day mentally will be overwhelming. 
So he was like, look, at noon, you can think about 1 p.m. At 1 p.m., you can think about 2. Because you're, if not, you'll get overwhelmed because you're just tired. Yeah. So when I look at her and realize, I mean, she annihilated my best in conditioning. I'm like, what kind of a dark fucking place was she in for like a month? <laughs> so this is this is how fucked up it is, right? The deeper she gets into that spot, the more she comes to life. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. And it's because she loves being in a place that she knows other people can't get to. So on every second of the day, she is running off of just this crazy fuel. You wouldn't even know she was prepping. I swear to you. That's disgusting. (laughs) It's fucked. It really is. And that's the point when I really realized, okay, she's actually legit not all there. Because, (laughs) Because I swear to God, she doesn't act tired. She doesn't act hungry. She goes into sessions still beating her lifts. And it's because she's just absolutely loving it. And then that was also a realization to me where I was like, okay, that's someone that's made to compete at a really high level in this. Because they're not only able to get there, but when they get there, they excel there. Yeah. And that was like, okay, I can't do that. No matter all the will in the world, that just isn't there. Um, so that was kind of like, a, last year was like a bit of a, re- a realization for me in that sense, in terms of my own competitive aspirations, because I realized just what it kind of, that I suppose there must be some kind of genetic component going on there. Oh, the sure. Yeah, definitely. Because um, although like I joke around and say she's crazy, like there is definitely going to be some kind of brain chemistry where things are happening in her brain that, that aren't happening in ours and vice versa, that maybe she has certain things switched off in her brain at that point, where in ours, where even if we just fucking smell a bit of cake, we're like, get all our like sensory shit lighting up all over the place. Whereas, how can you beat someone that's in that position? Well, plus, yeah. it's, like you said, the, the fact that it's all day is what blows my mind because I can do it in the gym. I, I'll save every ounce of energy I have for the 90 minutes I'm there. But the rest of the day, like, throw me in a wheelbarrow. If you need me to go somewhere, you're gonna you're gonna push me there. Like, yeah, I'm totally. I'm exactly the same. And I would be the grumpiest, nastiest, moodiest person ever. Yep. Like, uh, so, it, yeah, it is. It's interesting. I, I'm I'm excited to see what she can do this year and how she fares. And obviously, if we can get her to the Olympia, like, I, I never want to assume that we can, but I feel like that look. Is going to be hard to refute on a bodybuilding stage. Oh, for sure. Um, it just depends how she compares size-wise, but certainly condition-wise, she's going to make everyone look soft. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> so, and then it just depends whether they like how that looks or not. So, yeah, at that point, that's kind of like where you are too, where it doesn't even matter because that's oh, what you want to do. Hundred She absolutely does not care. Like, if they turn around and they're like, no, 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 you're too hard, she'll come back in harder next time. Because she just, she just wants to bring what she wants to bring. Um, I, I love that because, it's you know, it's funny. I had literally six or seven people have asked me in the questions, if you could go back uh, and change the way you train to be a better bodybuilder, would you? And I'm like, I don't even have to ask him that because the answer is no. I know he wouldn't. <laughs> like, the, the only things that I personally wouldn't have done is I, I wouldn't have abused the food as hard as I did. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to comment about the drugs because that, that's just it is what it is. But there wasn't a necessity to abuse the food in the way that I did mm-hmm. uh, because I, I can't say whether it was a necessity to abuse the drugs or not because t- to create like that level of muscularity, like that most muscular picture that you guys shared, mm-hmm. I, I certainly couldn't get there without that that, that level of drugs. Um, right. But I do think that I could have probably got there without abusing the food to the extent I did. And then it would have been a more pleasing look. So that would have been the only thing that I'd have personally changed. Yeah. Now, do you think, uh, now this is a question. Do you think that part of that is also the obsession with getting to that massive size as quickly as possible? A hundred percent. I wanted it. I wanted it now. I wanted it yesterday. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, we're all impatient in, in our in our process. Right. And it takes a very strong-willed individual to kind of map out a game plan that's a patient one as a bodybuilder, I believe. When, sure. Especially when you're kind of social media influence and you're looking at these boys that are absolute monsters, it's quite hard to say, okay, that's my five-year game plan. Um, whereas some people, they'll be like, fuck that, I want that in 18 months. Right. Um, and, and for someone that does have a tidy waistline and beautiful lines, if you do want to succeed on stage, you have to protect those things. Agreed. You really do. But then again, you have to make the decision of what do you want? Do you want to be thick as hell? Then, okay, you're going to have to push some food. You're going to have to push some drugs. Um, well, actually, I, I recant that last bit. I never want to encourage people to push drugs. Um, make your own decisions about what you need and try and get where they're taking as least as possible. I kind of just, I, I, I'm kind of talking about what I had to do there. Um, but yeah, you just, you just got to come, come to those decisions as, as smartly as you can. That's why I think having a, the, the right coach is a good setup too. Cause it's something that I try to do now for my guys that are, that are good. Yeah. I'm like, look, I, I was on the fast track. How quickly can I do it now? I actually don't regret it because like you, I think my physique is my physique and I had to get big. But I think had I waited two more years for the same peak, what I look like today would be better than what I am today. Yeah. Undoubtedly, if you wanted to be a better onstage bodybuilder, Mm -hmm. you certainly could have done things differently to achieve that. I have no doubts about that, but it's just too easy for us to look back and reflect. Viewing of things in retrospect is just all too easy. Yeah. But fortunately, we can impart that knowledge onto others and stop them from making the same potential mistakes that we made. Yeah. Plus, I like that you said potential because I also think, and I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't change shit because it put me here. So let's do it. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's always what it what it comes back to for me is is uh, you know if you find yourself at a place in life where you know, you're happy and everything's going well and business is good and all that. It's like, it's, you don't want to change anything in your past. Yeah, you know, sure. we, you just don't want to alter a single thing. I mean, so I that's the, the butterfly effect could be unbelievable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it could be just complete destruction of everything to, yeah. to actually go back and change any of our decisions. It's really bizarre, but that's, that's what gets me through not regretting anything. Yeah, for know? sure. Yeah. I just think, fuck, you know, but it, it's it's funny, um, you know, myself looking back, you know, like I managed to get a pro card and all that. But, you know, that was, you know, it took me my whole career just to get a pro card, you know. And and a lot of people ask me, they're like, would you rather have turned pro earlier? And I'm like, nah, 
<laughs> would have been pointless. You know, it, it would have changed so many things. I might not even. I think you're being harsh on yourself there by saying it's pointless. You had a tremendous physique role. Well, you, you know what I mean, though. Like I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, it would have changed a lot. You're a small fish in a big pond earlier, and yeah. you know things change for you that way. So you know, I wouldn't want to alter. I might not be sitting here talking to you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and and I, I gotta say, uh, you even combed your hair for us. We're really really happy. I, I actually didn't comb my hair. I actually just stole. <laughs> One of Corin's hairbands. Oh, because I actually did not comb my hair. So because this is the mess that we are faced with right now. Right so it's much easier to just steal one of her hairbands and swish it back. Actually, I did not. So trust me, my level of fucks when it comes to combing my hair is less than zero. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was low. I knew it was low. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's lower than low. It's low. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love it. We may have we may have uh, mentioned before that we saw you at an expo without your hair combed once. It didn't didn't seem to matter. No one cared. No, <laughs> I sh- I surely don't. <laughs> but um, I, I got a few questions about uh, you know those sort of ultra simple break it down questions, and I know that you nope. I know that that's an area of expertise for you. Looking back. If you had to pick one movement for loading, uh, they asked specifically about biceps and triceps. Okay. What do you think, looking back on everything, if you had to do one movement for biceps and one for triceps, I know how you think maximum tension, maximum overload, all that stuff, brutal, brutal exercises. What do you think actually are the best? Um, For biceps, in my opinion, it would be probably just – a single-armed standing cable curl or a single-armed preacher machine curl, personally. I, I think that all of the heavy barbell, dumbbell work work in the world is not going to compare to just training your biceps one arm at a time. I think that you literally can't go wrong when you do that. And then being locked into a decent preacher machine for me, it's just perfect. And then if you have the ability to have something like a Strive or a Prime machine where you can then adjust the, the resistance profile, like as soon as you finish that set, you're like, wow, okay, that's pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't feel much better than that. And then for triceps, um, and then actually the opposite. <laughs> I then want to load them up as absolutely heavy as I can, and it'll be – either a closed grip press or a heavy skull crusher. Sadly for me, my elbows don't really last very long when I do heavy skull crushes. Like mine were feeling really good not so long ago, and I managed to skull crush 100 kilos, like four reps, with like pretty decent form. But then they were shot after that. So, um, yeah, yeah so, um, it's been more typically um, like a narrow grip smith, something where you don't have to stabilize, and then you can just load the poundage. Because... One of the kind of the, 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 the rules when it comes to creating huge progressive overload is that we want something where we can create quite large amounts of stability and then a Smith machine with a narrow kind of just shoulder width grip is going to allow you to really move some decent weight. And then realistically from that, 
something's got to grow and it should be your triceps. If they don't, then probably <laughs> the wrong thing. That's interesting that you just said both the things that I know Dusty totally agrees with. (laughs) Now, it's not shocking why I haven't ever even said out loud who I was hiring to uh, help me grow in this offseason. Everyone already knows. I literally didn't say anything. I'm just like, so JP's doing it. I'm like, I didn't say that yet. I haven't sent the contract, but yes. (laughs) It's interesting how. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like a lot of people still have that mentality where like barbells and dumbbells for everything, like you said. Yeah. You know, but I I completely agree with you about certain exercises, even on certain machines, just you can outload any free weight exercise by removing all the, you know, stability factors and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And that's, that's one of the principles that attracted me to like hit training back in like the early nineties, you know, reading about Menser having guys training on almost all machines. Yeah. And it was just, I, I think he was so revolutionary in his thinking. Um, like we, 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 we got, we all know that him and then, um, Dorian and then Dante, that they they were so so ahead of anyone else, in, in my opinion, when it came to really understanding how to stimulate muscles to grow. Um, I feel like I feel like a lot of the guys at the time then just lifted weights, had good genetics, and then grew kind of just because they were always destined to look that way if they just got a pair of weights in their hands. Yeah, but if you think about like curling a barbell, I'll tell clients all the time, like they'll say, why do you like to use the cables on a curl? I'm like, do a, do a set with a barbell curl. Now do the same thing with a cable. The constant tension you can't deny is ridiculous. Absolutely not. Like the way that you can feel every aspect through the range of motion through with a cable curl is, is very, very different. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I've, I've worked my way up again to 100 kilo barbell curls or 100 kilo easy bar curls. Right. That doesn't even remotely compare to a single arm cable curl using a small proportion of the overall load. Yep. I, I still think that, you know, Dorian came along. I was right there for it. I saw it, the arrival, the whole thing. And he changed everything. And everyone was thinking differently. And then Ronnie came along and all of a sudden everybody wanted to squat again and deadlift and lunge in the parking lot. And it was all good because they all wanted to train hard, lightweight baby, but it wasn't Dorian's style of training. It was, it was volume training, you know, one, two, three, four sets. And the fourth set is a heavy, hard one. And the form is a little loose on it, you know, um, that sort of training. And he was super fucking strong, which was impressive, but he was also Ronnie. Like, I, I have no idea still how he was capable of doing the things he did. Yeah, it just, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's my, like, I'm strong on one set if I do singles and doubles working up to that one set. He was able to do some of that shit after doing, like, 12, 8, sorry, 12, 10, 8, and then he'd then go on, like, a, a, a working 8 or, like, a working 12. Like, it was crazy how much he was fatiguing his muscles before he would then even do kind of work sets yeah and the level of poundage that he was still able to use was astronomical the the funny thing is is that when everyone started training like dorian i saw 
the whole sport progress. And then while everyone was training like Ronnie, I didn't think the sport really progressed as much because Ronnie's Ronnie. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that sort of interrupted the progress that Dorian's training brought us in a way. Yeah. It took it out of the out of the spotlight and it put it in like the dark closets, like where you were and where Dusty was and I was. And it wasn't necessarily the way everyone wanted to train. And I, I sometimes wonder, like, you know, like we're seeing, you know, the popularity of progressive training, you know, largely because of figures like you, obviously. And I'm just wondering if if, you know, what would have happened if that style of training would have remained in the mainstream? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. I think we'd have certainly seen, well, I don't know if it, it's, it's hard to say because for, for whatever reason, there were still incredibly muscular physiques that came along. But certainly, yeah, it, it, it would have been interesting. Um, I think what you see is the, your top guys are always your top guys. Yeah. Like they're always going to be there, true. but your guys that are that next group, and the one behind that, those are the guys that are impacted. You know, I mean, yeah. let's think about it, JP. If if guys like you and I trained like Flex Wheeler, you wouldn't even know our name. Like, it would be yeah. nothing. I mean, I don't care how much drugs, how much food, it, it, it wouldn't have happened. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Whereas I think some, that's why I hate it. Because I've had people say to me, oh, I've never seen Phil Heath do that. And I'm like, oh. I'm a white human average genetics guy. And he is the best genetics possibly ever. Why are we in the same sentence? <laughs> like, you know, or, or they'll on the flip, they'll say, do you think Phil should have trained more like you? And I'm like, absolutely not. Why? So we yeah. get injured. He doesn't need to risk it. The yeah. risk to reward is shit. The risk to reward for us is is a must. Yeah. And the thing is, when you have a physique as talented as him, he doesn't even have to consider taking those mini victories from a training session. No. Whereas for us please don't take this in a disrespectful way, but that's kind of what we've got. Oh, for sure. I agree. That's a, disrespectful, that's a fact. That's, that's, that's so I totally relate to what you just said, dude. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we love training to the extent that we do, yeah. because that's where, that's what makes, that's what, that's what completes us essentially. Um, and then that's why we're prepared, prepared to take the risks that we do as well, because no risk, no reward. The bigger the risk, the bigger the mini victory. <laughs> right. Well, plus, it's also the the fun. Like I said, I mean, like you, if you took away all the 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 fame of trained by JP and you had a job working somewhere, you would go to the gym and do what you do now. Oh, hundred percent. Like that doesn't change, and that's that's why like I, like people got confused because they're like, no, you've been blasting for the last two years. I'm like, I don't know how to train any other way. Yeah. That's what I like to do. I wasn't trying to get bigger. I was trying to beat numbers. Like that was that was competitive against myself, whether there was an Instagram or not. And I don't think most people can understand that that's just loving lifting weights. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't trade, though. That's what's funny. I wouldn't trade with those guys even for their wins, because I don't imagine that they love it the way that I do. Maybe they do, but I just have a hard time imagining it's as fun to squeeze weights as it is to squeak out one more rep. I believe that they love and are motivated for different things. Right. Um, I, I genuinely believe that. I, I believe that training for a lot of them is often a chore. Right. 
I've, I've sadly witnessed it firsthand with very special individuals um, that, that they just don't love it. They, it's almost like they have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, I've got to go train. It's for us. It's like, yes. Right. <laughs> I wait to train. Like, um, so yeah, they, they, they definitely love something else. Uh, I think they love the, the, just the money, the notoriety, the fame. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, who, who wouldn't love all those things in their position? Yeah, I'll take those as well. But. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, can I have both, please? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I, uh, I got a few questions here that I want to get to because they're sort of the, you know, a little more fun, a little more lighter. Okay. Um, wh- what's one thing about JP that you do right now that would surprise people in your average day? Um. <laughs> Uh, when I get excited by things, I'll happily do like little dances on the spot with Corin. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll have a little dance around the kitchen, but I think that's fairly normal behavior. Uh, <laughs> it should be. Exactly. You should, if, you, if you're excited by something, then don't be afraid to express it. I just think some people might find that quite amusing if they saw me doing it. Because um, <laughs> I'm not the most coordinated person when it comes to moving in that way. But, are, 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 do you guys play music around the house? Is that why you're dancing? No, it's just if we kind of get get good news about something, uh, something kind right. of like actually goes right with some kind of the business situation. Because obviously, when you when you're dealing when you're dealing with so many other businesses, yeah, and you're relying smart. on so many different people to pull through, you you get let down on a daily basis multiple times. So then, when something goes your way or a string of things go your way, you're like. Holy shit! This is this calls for a little victory dance. This does. Do you, do you find? Do you find when you're doing business, one of your number one thoughts is, "I can't believe these people are in business." Uh, I that that phrase comes out of my mouth about five times a day. Yeah. Um, like I want to give you money to do something for me. I know. I know. And they don't like. They're like, ah, I forgot to email you. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. What uh, someone wants to know: uh, Are you still listening to the Lion King? You're ready to train. Uh, of course, I, that's that, that, that features on, on my, but it's it's not really the Lion King per se. It is a couple of the songs from the Lion King musical. Yes, and they're really really, and it's because I, I I'm big into like orchestral music. Um, I'm really fond of, of of classical music when I train. Um, like it it allows me to really like transcend into where I need to be mentally. And there's a, there's a few songs from the musical. Uh, kind of orchestral versions and they're, they're pretty special and I think if anyone shut their eyes and listened to them they would really fire up some emotions in you you should post those to your Instagram so that people can swipe up and have a listen I'll, I'll post them yeah <laughs> what? you know the closest I have ever come to training to classical would be Metallica's S&M album okay I'm had not the orchestra familiar, the symphony right you know so there you go I, I have a I have a, a question for training, which actually is a good one. A guy says belt use. JP pulls without Dusty uses a belt on poles and rows. Why? Um, I think it's just what you've been used to for for a long period of time. Like if, for example, Dusty, when you first pulled, if you were told you're not allowed to put a belt on because that's what I was told when I was 12, mm-hmm. um, and you pulled. A lot, like because I was pulling three times a week, right. always beltless because just the, the the coach didn't like people to train in belts. Um, 
that was just the norm for me. Right. So then, then that's all. So then I can't pull with a belt on. It will distract distract me. So I, I, I put a belt on to squat. If I was going to squat, I put a belt on just because I can brace so hard through it. Mm-hmm. But I can't increase my intra-abdominal pressure through right. a belt when I pull. It will just distract me. Right. Um, so then that's the reason why I don't. I don't get any additional support whatsoever. See, so, I think yeah. that's what most people don't realize. Uh, I found out from a power lifter, actually. Uh, I was down... Uh, do, doing my doing a training with a with a power tool, we were filming, and I put my belt on, and he goes, "What is that?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Yeah, why you wear it like that?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You're not even using the belt." He taught me. I had it like three inches too low. He's like, "Put it on your stomach." Yeah, I, I brace I, hard into I, that. I put thing. the fucking thing on. I'm like, so I've been bodybuilding for like ten years, and I never knew how to put a belt on. Immediately you know that day, my lifts went through the roof. I was like, "Oh, oh God, especially your squat." <laughs> like, if you've never put a belt on properly to squat. And then you put put it on, and then you you brace hard into the belt before you squat. Yep. Holy shit, that's like twenty kilos straight away. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally insane. I mean, I used to put it on like you'd put a belt on for your jeans, like around your hips, where it's kind of <laughs> hanging down. It was tight and completely useless. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Cranks so. on your pelvis. Yeah, exactly. Well, my hips are right in place now. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> there you go, uh, ahead, I Dusty. Do, I do have another one. Uh, I've had a few people ask. Uh, and I don't even know about this. So are you intending now of finishing your PhD? Um, it wouldn't be finishing. It would be starting. They're being generous there. Okay. Um, it's because I have a master's. So then your typical progression after a master's degree would be to move on to your PhD, which at one point was an aspiration of mine. Um, but I think now that with the way the businesses are, that I just don't see that as a realistic thing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that appeals to me. Like currently, I spent a long time in, in, in academia. Um, like we did our we did our undergrad, then we did a a, um, a postgrad, and then we did masters, and then Corin did a second fucking masters. So we spent a long time in that period. Um, and then we're, we're kind of done with it now. I, I know Corey absolutely wants to do a PhD at some point, um, just because she she just likes to one up me on everything that she does. <laughs> I love that. The real reason is because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to just gain titles that I that she knows that I can never have. Like European champion, world champion, IFBB pro, doctor. Fuck like, off. <laughs> well, as hey, with all those titles, she should also be paying all the bills then, right? You get to. It's, it's just, pretty. You know, I think they've got that part under control as well, so we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Dusty knows where the where the payments come from. It's certainly not me doing it. <laughs> actually, I don't actually. I had to actually reach out to be like, how do I pay you? I know how I t- handle Corinne, but now that I want to hire you, how does that work? <laughs> That's funny. That's good shit. Uh, someone that. says, uh, now that uh, Corinne's gonna be stronger, are you gonna load her plates for her? She won't let me load plates. <laughs> you laugh, right? But this is so. This is one of her strategies of the way that, again, that she increases her energy exposure when she gets into condition. So 
if I start to load a plate, she'll bark at me. Hey. Yeah. Or if someone else is there and they start to load plates, she'll be like, no, 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 leave it. Because the way that she sees the, the day is she's, she's very good at understanding with her own body how much energy she needs to expend to hit the condition that she needs to hit. Right. So if she has to load on and off a certain amount of plates in a session, that's burning a fair amount of calories. Um, so, yeah, she wouldn't let me do that. That's See, actually funny. Oh, it's a great way to help people with conditioning. I tell clients that too. Like, oh, you go to the grocery yeah. store? Cool. Pick at the very end of the last parking spot. Now walk 100%. in, get your groceries, yeah. push them all the way back out there, put your cart back, like move. Yeah. If you if you focus on a daily basis in every single task you do, it being able to expend the most amount of energy possible, before you know it, within two weeks, you'll be seven pounds down. Yep. See, only with JP can you ask a relatively joking question and get a lesson in conditioning and a, a lesson in how to make your physique better and your mental game better. It, it's, it's, it's more just, I have a bit of a pet peeve in, in regards to people just not understanding energy balance. It right. fucking annoys me a lot because if all people did in the world was just moved a little more and ate a little less, yep. we'd kind of have this obesity situation under a bit more of a grasp, but we sure. don't. Um, and it actually just takes very, very minor alterations to your daily habit. Do you know what? I'm, I, you, you've clearly highlighted that I'm a really serious and boring person now, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, no, but what's funny is, is you did it on the opposite end of the spectrum, too. Like you said, when, you, when you're focused on growing in strength, I you shut don't down my movement. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I think more people should just think about. Like, same thing. What yeah. do you, if you're trying to grow, everything comes down to input and output. Same yeah. thing when you're trying to lean down, input and output. Yeah. So which direction you're trying to go, increase one, decrease one. You know what I mean? It's it's, yeah, it's sure. really that simple. And yeah. that's why I think the Instagram world and the internet has made that not sexy because everyone wants to create this magical formula. And I'm like, oh, you just need to move more. Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> one thing I used to do all the time uh, back when I worked in the bar, you know, all those years I was competing and most of them I was working in nightclubs, bartending, right? Yeah. And I would always make, I don't know why I did this. I just felt like it was kind of part of the fucking grind, you know? I would always make Saturday my lowest carb day. Your busiest and day at work. Satur and Saturday night was always fucking hell. <laughs> and, you know, you'd get there at 8.30. I'd shovel my meal down. I'd start at 9. And it would be just head in the ice, pouring drinks as fast as possible. Earplugs in. Fucking crazy. Thousand people. And then at 2 p.m., you're done pouring drinks, have a meal, count your money, you know, fuck, got through that. You're soaked. Your pants are soaked. Your shirt's soaked. Just crazy, like hardcore, like fast working. And I'd think, I got leaner today, real fucking lean. Yeah. There's no way I didn't burn. You know, you pound a, a whey isolate shake at midnight just to get through the stretch. And I'd always think those Saturdays, man, that's where the glutes come from. That's what I'd like, tell myself, you know? And then Sunday would be oh, yeah. my high carb day, and I'd like fill back up on Sunday. You know, but it's like this little ritual just to get through the whole process, you know? Uh, you know, just make that the hard day. So is there anything that you, 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 you sort of find yourself doing like that? Like, is there anything you always do on leg day because it's leg day or, or um, don't do or, you know, just stuff like that? I'm fairly habitual in my daily tasks every day. Um, so like every day is kind of identical for me. Um, 
So, it, which is why the last couple of weeks have been quite strange because then all of a sudden I get up and the first thing that I'm doing at the moment is getting out and, get, and doing 3,000 steps. Like, there's 3,000 steps every morning before my breakfast. Um, just, just getting out and getting, getting that walk in. And then as soon as I finish my breakfast, I go and do another 1,000 steps. So, my kind of, my habits now are changing because I'm trying to move a lot more. Um, and it, so, how, how long of a walk is 3,000 steps? Like, what are you doing? Um, it's about 25 minutes. Okay. okay. And just have a little, like, circuit around where you live? Yeah. So, there's, there's like a, a field up where I live. Like, I just, just, it's literally like right opposite my house. So, I, I go out there, I just do a few laps of that, come back in, and then have my breakfast. Simple. It's all about the simplicity. Well, I know we're going to we're, we're we're winding down here, but if I don't ask my training partner's question, he'll kill me. Um, he wants to know gold numbers wise, uh, what would be a goal that you have for the double pause RDLs? He did them last week and he said they're disgusting. Um, so I, the last session I did a double pause. I, I did six plates for three reps with the double. Yeah. Um, and there were decent pauses as well. Um, I think I could probably get up to doing a seven-plate stiff leg with a double pause. I think that would be that would be impressive if I could do that. Because oh, just yeah. getting that stiff leg, getting that seven plates going off the floor with decent stiff leg shape, and then pausing, and then getting it going again, that would be tough. Oh yeah. I think I think that could be doable. I say that though, but like my peak strength is going to start dropping. As you say, you, you you might end up finding that uh, the next question mark is uh, how much weight can you do for ten? You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's it's, it's going to be twenties. That, that's where it, it's going to be for me. Um, like I know that I'm going to do some cool stuff for twenties. Right. What 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 would be um, some of the lifts? You know, when you look look back on your peak strengths to date. What what are some of your craziest lifts that, that you're you know you're proudest of? Uh, two hundred and twenty pound incline dumbbell press double. Um, I was fairly chuffed with that. That was second exercise in as well. Um, right. That was after doing a machine press. It wouldn't have been any better fresh, but it just because I was feeling like super warm, super ready. Um, that was a good one. I pulled uh, so. Just over seven and a half plates for five, pulled eight plates for three. Um, <laughs> so those were those were decent. decent with, with the two hundred twenty pound dumbbells, uh, are you, is someone putting them on your lap for you? Oh yeah, someone has to put them on my lap. I can't take them on and off the rack myself. It'd be too um, far actually, out in front of you. Yeah, I, I take I pick one up off the floor and put it on my right leg because I quite like to do that. And then yep. someone puts the left one on for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I haven't done my press in ages just because um, I can't be bothered with, with doing that anymore. Like fucking around with the dumbbells is, is just a pain in the ass because you need someone to pass them up. Um, so like for me, I, I absolutely love like the Atlantis incline. Have you used the Atlantis incline press machine? I have. Well, are you talking about the, the plate loaded one? That was yeah. a good strength. So we have like the one where you're seated pushing up. That's the one. Yeah. So we have the flat one at our gym, okay. and it's just awesome. The strength yeah. curve on that is just fucking beautiful. Oh. So then the, the incline is exactly the same, but yeah. just 
uh, just a nice angle and the shoulder press of that as well is exactly is, is absolutely stunning and then i don't like the flat lying prime i find that that goes opens up too much at the bottom mm-hmm. that makes me vulnerable but i do like the incline prime um so for me those they're they're, they're way more fun than, than dumbbells um so they I, are I, I i've said this to people before like i mean there's some very impressive stuff we see on instagram obviously but I've seen some guys that are like very, very good top pro guys doing, you know, 107, you know, 160, 170 pound shoulder presses where they're being handed dumbbells and it looks really sketchy. Yeah. And I just think to myself, man, I, as you know, if I were that guy with that physique at that level, I would be locked into a Smith machine or something. Definitely. Definitely. Like the, 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 the Atlantis shoulder press machine I think that that is the best shoulder press machine on the market. Um, I don't think that, that there's one that beats that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 arm path, the handle, the strength curve, every part of that machine is absolutely. Are you, are you talking about the one where the plates load down below your elbows, yeah. and you can adjust the height of the handle? Yeah. yeah, fantastic. That is that machine is the one. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And you have one coming to your gym? Yeah. It, I haven't ordered it yet. I just got to, it depends on the space. I want, I want one. <laughs> Yo, uh, I need that 4,000 square feet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, what, do, what do you have coming then from uh, Prime right now? Or Strive, I mean. From Prime. Prime. Yeah, from Prime. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you said 16 pieces. Are they all plate loaded? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, so you basically, have- basically everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have much pin-loaded stuff in your gym, or you don't even bother? A few. What have I got now? Um, I have a Strive tricep press machine that is incredible. It's just lovely. Um, that's pin-loaded. I have the Arsenal donkey calf raise. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, have, I have the pin plates to it, but it's it's still it's that's a very nice pin-loaded machine. Um, I do have a couple of the prime pin-loaded bits. The I like the prime lateral that's coming. I like the prime pet deck that's coming. Both mm-hmm. of those are nice pieces. Um, beyond that, I think everything's plate loaded. Yeah. Nice. That'll be sick. That'll be sick. I can't yeah. wait to see you guys playing Jenga to put all that shit in your gym. Did you already yeah. like literally know exactly where it's going? Are you going to figure it out as you go? <laughs> <laughs> there is about... I oh, remember there's also that. one on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. That's so funny. I remember. If I look that. on my desk, I'll find about five more of these where I've changed my mind multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till wait till it's in the gym. Trust me, we do this like literally every week at the gym right now because I've got <laughs> I have two more pieces coming now, and I already know. I'm like, well, the entire gym will change three times. Okay, fair enough. Before we decide where these I'm going to stop doing that then until it's all in because I'm driving myself fucking nuts. Well, you know what happens is you put something into position. For example, yesterday we had just changed where the hack squat was um, for space. And then because I have to factor in my job that I have to film it, I got on the thing. I handed my guy the camera and he goes, where am I supposed to go? And I looked, I'm like, fuck, we got to move this. (laughs) This doesn't work anymore. Like. Because we're we're backed up to the to the power racks. I'm like, you can't get the same. It's well, got to look fuck, the same. I can't man. get the angle right. So I'm like, well, yeah. we got to turn this tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. one of the biggest mistakes I've made so far is I had a really lovely uh, 
platform built by some guys in the UK. I will mention their name. They're called Lansar Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, great guys. Um, they bolted it to the floor. <laughs> well, that's coming really up. nice of them until then I was like, shit, I need to move that. Yep. So now I've got to work out how to get that back up off the floor and then re-get it back on the floor again. So yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not that terrible. You just want to put a million holes in your floor because we have uh, – so so I have guys stand on the pendulum, the, the humbler, when yeah. I'm using it because I'm not ready to commit to where it's going on the gym and we've had it for like that's, seven months. That's a good idea. But it's moved five times. <laughs> He's gonna hire someone now. <laughs> I'm like, you, right. you can't. Well, Her you is pretty heavy right now. She could just stand on it. <laughs> I have people that they're always asking, like, why you got that guy up there? I'm like, I'm afraid the machine because it it flexes. Yeah. The whole thing bends. So I put 200 pound plates on one side, and then I have a guy stand on the other, and that'll that should do until we can Wait, bolt. You've got up. the Atlantis one, haven't you? Yeah, but that the, I think the I problem too one. is is we've it's I think it's the best one. Yeah, same. But I've had to add weight on top of where it goes because it only holds I, I, six of my plates. Yeah. Well, I that's what it's got the thin plates for. Exactly. Need the thin plates. I have the Arsenal pendulum. Uh-huh. And I've only had a play on it so far because I like the idea of the adjustable foot plate. Yep. Um, but I'm yet to actually go in on a work set. So I'm hoping it's as nice as the Atlantis because the Atlantis is very, very nice. But I got up to like nine plates on the Atlantis, yep. and it still felt smooth. No, that thing's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, cause we, I can't remember what the other one was that, that my old gyms had. Great machine, but you were grinding through the machine and the weight. Yeah. The, the first time I got on this, I was like, oh fuck, this yeah. is another level. Like, it's super smooth. So I think I probably sold about ten of them for them. Yeah. You should be on commissions. Get, get yourself set up with an Atlantis code. Yeah, well, that's you know that's what happened with uh, with Prime. I think it was with Rob Bailey. They did a video one time, mm-hmm. and they were like, he was like, ah, oh, this is my favorite piece, and he kind of went into detail. And all of a sudden, the guys at Prime were like, what the fuck's going on? They started selling this one hundred piece. pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually they found out they had no idea who he was. They were like, hey, at the time, yeah, this yeah, back in like twenty fifteen yeah, or whatever. Who are you? Yeah. And what can we do for you? And they ended up like giving him a bunch of equipment for free yeah, to just cool. keep promoting it. That's fair. I mean, that's the thing is that that's 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 fair game. That's how it should work. Yep. I mean, if you if you're able to tr- like transparently, that's why like the kit I just mentioned there, like with like the Arsenal kit, I'm not going to jump straight in and say, oh my god, I love it. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. So I, I, and if all of a sudden you see that piece of kit disappear out of my gym. It's because it's, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that keen, but I, I have I have faith in that because um like the the hack and the leg press I, I love the hack. Like, have, have you used the slightly shallower leg press? I have degree. I haven't yet. Is it solid? That is that's very nice. Yeah, I love the hack. The only thing is, I th- I think I might be one of the first people to break it. Um, I had a bearing fall out the other day, and he called them, and he's like. Uh, the, the guys at uh, at, uh, at Arsenal were like, we've never seen that before. They were, he's like, well, you haven't seen what happens on this one. Yeah, there's 12 <laughs> plates going on this bad boy. <laughs> we, we, like, we blew a bearing on the leg press, too. I replaced yeah. that. But our, our leg press at our gym is, like, filled up 20 times a day. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how much abuse our stuff takes. Like, 
cables just break all the time. And I asked my repair guy, I'm like, what are we doing wrong? He's like, well, it's just that everyone here trains heavy. And, and, you know, people grab the little ball yeah, and they do rear delts it. and it kinks it. And if you got like a bunch of people using 30 pounds, it'll still last a while. But when you got guys doing rear delts with like 80 pounds, and they're holding you, the cable. Do you go in and see people do things and then be like, oh, I just have to like look away because you know that they're fucking the kit? No, I usually say, I'm like, oh, hey, uh, you try to use a handle. And they're like, oh, fuck, I didn't know. You know, or we put stories up on the Instagram like, hey, when you grab the ball here, God kills a kitten. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, like, <laughs> you know, if you leave a plate flat on the floor, God kills a kitten. You know, like yeah. we put that up a few times. It's pretty funny, especially in your gym. <laughs> Plates on the floor, and uh-uh. Yeah. In your gym, oh. that means uh, Corinne kills you. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, in another couple of weeks, she'll thank me because she'll it just gives her an extra task for a way to expend energy, just battling getting that plate off the floor. Man. That's well, cool. Well, we appreciate everything, Jordan. Uh, uh, you know, it's your second appearance on the show, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously um, – you know, your time is valuable and you could be on anybody's show and you're here. So we appreciate it. Oh, man. Being on anyone else's just doesn't even compare to chat with you guys, honestly. Well, I genuinely mean that because um, I actually just don't really like going on podcasts that much anymore um, unless uh, I'm, I'm friends with the people. And I know I could actually have a, a fun chat and with you guys. It's always that. So thank you. No doubt. Cheers, man. Good luck with your brand. And thank you very much all 10 things that you're doing at once. And, uh, and I can attest to you that even if you lose 40, 50 pounds, I guarantee you keep a lot of your strength. Well, uh, also because the only things that my strength is really shitty on are things that I'm, are injury related. Yeah. But the stuff that I'm healthy on, my strength is still pretty good, yeah. you know, wow. and that's like years down the road. So I can imagine you're going to be six plate stiff legging at a t- body weight of 230. We'll see how it all unfolds, but no, I, I really appreciate it, guys, and I, I look forward to seeing you both, hopefully as soon as possible. Yes, okay. travel. Okay, thanks, man. Fantastic. Cool. Have a great day, guys. You too. You Jordan. Too. All the best. Oh. There you go, Dusty. Smooth there as silk. Are. Smooth as silk, and we kept him for like two fucking hours. A poor guy. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I didn't even. I, I feel terrible, and I hope that the fans that do watch us realize that that was a jam-packed episode, and I did not intentionally ignore 700 questions. No, I got to like four of the questions that were on here, and I sort of like kind of grouped some of them together. And well, a lot of them were. Just... I had a lot of that too, where a lot of the guys were were similar uh, questions. You know what? One thing that was very cool that I that I didn't bother bringing up because uh, it came up naturally. A lot of women asking questions about training and stuff, which I fucking love. Like, yeah, the crossover that they have created is unreal. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think it's also because the respect is, is across the board. I mean, how can you not respect what they're doing on all levels? You know what I mean? You, you can, uh, you know, that old saying, like, you know, if you're a hardcore bodybuilder that is able to make it in whatever that means, yeah. You know, um, it, it, it gives you all these. I mean, in order to do that, you have to have all these other skills right. that later can translate into something else. That's a Reps. skill, too, is like switching, <laughs> switching focuses is also a skill. You have to be able to do that. But if you can turn that corner, it's like, 
watch out. Oh, and, for sure. um, I mean, you could tell, you know, he's holding up blueprints and he's talking about 10 businesses. And yeah. I, I imagine it's, uh, it's, I, I, you know, I imagine it's pretty interesting to be around that house when they're talking about business. Oh God, it's going to be awesome for sure. So, that's, that's why they're, they're good to watch though. Cause I, I kind of laugh. Somebody asked me, one of the questions was where he sees himself in 20 years. I, I didn't bother years, to, yeah. I didn't bother to answer because, or ask, cause I'm like, who fucking knows? Yeah. Well, I think he sort of, that's why I asked, like, where did you see your brand going and that sort of thing, you know? So um, it sounds like he he just sort of does what he thinks is right that day. Yeah. What I dig, I mean, and I've got a little bit of an inside being that I'm, I'm working with him on the clothing, is his vision is different. Um, so we didn't have um, discount codes. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, I'm I'm, I don't need any more financial upside here. Obviously, I'm solid, but uh, how do you know we're helping? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't even, he doesn't even view it that way. He doesn't want to make sure Dusty's selling clothing. Right. He views the brand as exactly what he was describing in the beginning. If you are someone who loves to fucking train, then this is your brand. And that's why if you look at who he's got on the brand, they're all people that love to fucking train. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all very, very different athletes, uh, guys, girls, you know, you know, classic freaks, the whole bit. But the one common denominator is, is if you threw all of us in a gym, we'd have a good fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I love that, though. I read he sent that to me and I literally read it and I was like, got it. I like I felt like I had an immediate understanding of his entire business model. I was like, oh, OK, you don't need Dusty to sell a T-shirt. Yeah. You know, which was which was really cool. Plus, it fits my style because that's what I took to Condemned when I went over there. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not really a guy that's like, I use this, but yeah. you'll see me use it, yeah. and it and I'll love it. And you'll see me in the clothes and people will start to click. And now the only things that I post are the things I use. And that's why people buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 whole you know like he was talking about just being open and real and all that stuff and and you know he's just got such a personality for that because he's able to just you know let it all out and just be be you know himself which is you know the reason why you're sponsored and the reason why i'm sponsored yep. so you know and is the love for the training being the bottom line you know like a lot of people you know ask you know what motivates you to train now you know, and I'm like, well, there's <laughs> lots of things like, you know, obviously I want to stay looking like this. Right. You know, and then there's a the mental health thing. And, you know, my day's not complete without it. And I just love to move weights. You know, I love the feeling of the pump, blah, 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 blah. There's all a whole bunch of reasons. But mm -hmm. yesterday, actually, I trained chest yesterday and I had one of those, like he said, those little victories. And there's not a lot of those now. Right. right? Because, you know, training for different reasons and thinking about it a little differently than those like micro victories. Right. But I did I did a working set of dumbbell presses. Right. And I got eight reps, mm -hmm. like barely got eight, like the eighth rep, like Braden was like hovering. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he had to spot, to spot me yeah, yeah. and they spotted me on the ninth and the ninth was like a spot. Right. So I didn't go for a tenth, you know, put the weights down and I was like. <laughs> Fuck, that was a pretty good set, actually, because I wasn't expecting – I didn't know if I'd get eight or not. That was an idiot. Right. And I was right. like, fuck, that was a pretty good set. So I was happy, and I thought – and then we did our second set, and I was actually going to do a back-off set. But 
we're at the stage now where Braden's stronger than me on his opener. Right. So he rolled his dumbbells out of the way and he rolled my, my dumbbells I'd already used back in place. Well, now they're already there. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I guess I'm doing a second set with the same dumbbells. Right. Right. It is whatever. Fuck. You know, I'll get five or six. Right. But then when I put them up, I got them up on my knees. I just thought, fuck. What, why can't I get another eight? Right. And I just, I don't know. Was it able to like dig a little deeper or something, you know, mm-hmm. and bam, got fucking eight. And then the ninth was a feather spot. So I did a 10th with a spot. So, so it was a better set. <laughs> so it was actually a better set. Right. And afterwards he's like, that was a good set. And I was like, yeah, that was a fucking good set. I still got it. You know, you know, it's still there. Still got it. That little like, let's flick that switch. Flick that. Switch. I love that, though. When you when you when you like you said, though, what I think is funny is how you described it. When you put it on your knees, it's almost like you knew. Yeah, I'm like, you know, like you know, once I was there. Yeah. Why, why did I already like, commit to less? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of it's funny, but I did the same same but totally different actually yesterday because I, I used the machine yesterday, the newbie while training legs. And I've never done that before. And I know it it makes it harder. Um, so I just, I told Dom, I'm like, well, I'm just fucking training heavy anyways. So I'll either get buried at five and find out it was too much or whatever. And he was like, okay. And then I did the workout. And I mean, I don't, I have nothing to compare it to. So I thought it was good. I, you know, it wasn't the same weight as I've done before, but that was also strategic. I've been off for a week and a half. Um, but I thought it was good. I had multiple people message me that use the newbie all the time. And they're like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I don't know any better. So it just seemed like the right thing to do. Apparently you're supposed to be way weaker. And to me, that means you're making the decision. Right. To be, and I'm like, no, cause I don't know any better. So I just train so, heavy. Fuck that. Just like, do you feel it? Is there a feeling? Oh, yeah. like, does he turn it on? And oh, you're yeah. like, Oh, Oh yeah. No, like, cause we, we were doing different things, switching the currents during my set and after my set. He, I mean, the depth that it goes into, I'm not, I'm not going to insult the, uh, the right. equipment by trying to explain it at this point. Right. I don't want to um, hear your pseudoscience, it's Dusty. It's it's good <laughs> enough. It's good enough that I'm that I'm buying one. Oh. I just want my own. I was like, I've used it. He's been using it now for digestion. He's been using it to help me sleep, which is actually fucking working. I slept seven hours last night, which I don't do. Um, so it's worth the uh, eighteen grand. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna get one. Damn. Like, you know, I mean, literally those things alone and then the recovery grand? stuff he's been. Yeah, the recovery Bitcoin, stuff he's been doing on me. PayPal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how it's working out. But I, I have to have one now um, for not for the training stuff, though. It's funny. Everyone's using it for that. And I'll pepper it in here and there. But to be honest with you, I'll just have him do it. I'll pay him to come do those because, yeah, I don't want to manage it. But I'm there. It's the one thing Dom was really, really good at was. In the beginning, I mean, I've got a fucking tail now. I've got this thing attached to me. After the first exercise, I forgot he was there. I was just getting in and out because he was moving for me. He was adjusting. The only thing he'd do it, he'd be like, hey, I'm going to flip the current. So if it was in my quads, he'd flip it to my hams. And you need to be ready because you'll feel it. It goes, it goes, when you'll feel your muscles tighten. If somebody didn't tell you, it would fucking scare the shit out of you. I mean, they fire. Oh, okay. But um, incredible. So it's funny. You've got this piece of equipment that everyone's using. And respectfully, 90% of people have no fucking idea what it is. They're not using it right. They're not doing it right. Multiple people in this city have them. And I wouldn't trust anyone to touch me with that thing but him. 
Yeah. So it's like, I don't, you know, that was, I told him, I said, look, I don't want to start a business. I don't compete with you. Uh, I will send all my people to you, but I need to buy one. I need you to teach me how to use it. And he's like, okay. So, I mean, it's nuts. What, what they're doing is sick and he's actually starting, he's going to have a recovery gym. He just took on 5,000 square feet and is actually going to have a place where he and Abby, his girlfriend are running them in there, helping people train with them, recovery, posing the whole bit. So, uh, Pretty exciting. There's there's always something going on in this fucking city. I love it. Well, if I ever <laughs> if 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 I'm ever allowed to leave Canada without having to do a government quarantine upon return, <laughs> uh, I'll uh, come down and uh, we can I can finally train at that gym you're at. Oh yeah. And uh, I'd love to do a session with a newbie. We'll put it on yeah. one of my fucked up body parts and see if I can feel it better. You know what's crazy? So he started doing. He did some bone work on my shoulder where I had the surgery. Literally set it up again, not going to explain what the fuck I don't know, but he worked on me for two and a half hours the other day and intermittently was plugging different things onto me. No, no manual pressing on me. My range of motion within 20 minutes on that shoulder was night and day. Yeah. I'm I'm not even going to ask. Thank you. Yeah. Just relaxing tight tissue. And yeah. And then he did, uh, he did a digestion one. He literally told me, he goes, Okay, this is the end of your session, so I'm going to do this real quick. He goes, but go straight home. You're going to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> like drinking a pot serious? of coffee. No, he's literally, he was like, yeah, you'll have to. He goes, yeah. probably a couple times a day. Won't be nothing drastic. Yeah. He goes, I'm Stay just making it work better. And what was funny, he also did some stuff. He's like, you know, and you know, I mean, everyone in the world knows I don't sleep. He goes, I'm going to put you to sleep. So go home, eat, and then you're going to need to sleep. And I was like, we'll see. I'm driving home. I had to call my girl and just stay, keep my eyes open to get home. I got home, forced my way through some work, and finally I submitted. I was like, dude, I got to take a 30-minute nap. Two hours later, I woke up. Two hours after that, I went to bed for eight hours. I called in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, yeah, this, could, this could take me to another level just being able to sleep. So, yeah, yeah immediately worth the uh, the investment. And Roden has one. A couple other guys have bought them, too, just to have. So okay. pretty sick little toy. Awesome, man. Well, I want to hear more about it when you uh, get one yourself. Know what the fuck it is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you actually know what the hell you're talking about, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, a lot of people were like, did you guys take a week off? And it's, I don't think we posted anything. Yeah, so we just, just we like, just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not showing up this week. Yeah, we pulled we the office anybody. Space. I thought we were gonna like put up a pipe. We should have put up a post. We just like didn't roll in. It's like <laughs> you know, what's funny is that's how I approached the entire thing. I actually went on the trip. I emailed all my clients who are um, not in prep. Right. And I said, hey, I'll be checking the emails, but I mean, it's gonna be three or four days before I respond. So like 22 hours into this vacation. I'm starting to like <laughs> I can't move and finally she's like go work check your phone for an hour <laughs> so every morning I spent two hours on it and literally only thing I promised myself I wouldn't do was start new clients right but I couldn't I I'm not wired to take breaks I don't know how the gym was fine my body was beat up so I had no problem not training but so every morning I'd work for like two and a half hours to start the day and then get rolling. But uh, yeah, we, we just checked out completely on telling everybody we weren't doing the show. I forgot people watch. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> it was good. I had people at the gym. They're like, did you guys just not do one? I'm like, oh, I guess we didn't. <laughs> My bad. We forgot it was Monday. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot anyone watched. But here we are with JP. And uh, I hope everyone likes this episode. He's great. 
Always great, man. So uh, looking forward to next week. And uh, I think uh, actually I've got a few people requesting to be guests. So we got to oh. get back to maybe every other week because uh, some yeah, people reached good. out that I was like, fuck, I'd love to have you on. I just forgot Book to ask. Em. <laughs> well, let me know. Book yeah, I was going to say, well, but let me book him. <laughs> it's telling me who's on. I'm like, what? Who is that? I told you Rogan wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right, thanks, ma'am. Dusty. And remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>